Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all stand together and let's look at what the Lord has done. We're going to do all, all, all old stuff this morning. So you, so you have no excuse not to sing because you know all this stuff. Okay. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. For you see, to turn around, wave at somebody. Just welcome to the house of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Sounding good this morning. Hallelujah. All right, we welcome you to the house of the Lord today. Those of you in the sanctuary, those that are visiting with us for the very first time, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Uh, those that are joining us uh, via the internet, whatever, however that may be, uh, we welcome you and glad to have you as part of our service today. Let me just get some housekeeping stuff out of the way, and then we'll move on uh, with our worship. Uh, this evening, we're going to finish up our foundations class 
uh, at, uh, at 5 o'clock for those that are involved with that. And, uh, and then uh, we'll be um, receiving new members uh, into the fellowship of our church uh, in just a little bit after that. Uh, also, our Thanksgiving service is next Sunday evening at 5.30. I got that right. Yeah, 5.30 next Sunday evening. Uh, come out. It'll be a great time of celebration, giving thanks unto the Lord. This service will be with uh, communion and with foot washing. Now, I know, I, I know I keep saying it. Some say, I'm not going to wash nobody's dirty, stinky feet. Uh, you're, you're not required to do that. But we will, we make that available. Uh, we will because it is something Jesus showed us how to do. And it's a symbol of servitude and living a life of service. So uh, that'll be next, uh, next Sunday. We'll have some good music. Uh, and just uh, and just going through and just giving thanksgiving unto him. Then on the 26th, I'll tell you, we're, things are gearing up. On the 26th, uh, we will be having what we used to call uh, the hanging of the greens. It's still the same ceremony. We just changed it. I've never liked the hanging of the greens because I always was so glad we didn't have anybody in the church fellowship whose name, last name was Green. Uh, so we didn't want anybody to think we're hanging the greens uh, at, at, our, at our service. Uh, so we're just, we're just calling this deck in the halls and uh, in, in celebration of the upcoming uh, uh, Christmas season. Uh, and for those that are new to us, now this is not mandatory, this is not something you have to do, but we, we decorate, the Christmas tree is generally over here, uh, and uh, we decorate the tree together as a church family. We have ornaments that are already here, uh, but if uh, your family, if, if this is your first experience with us and you would like to bring a new ornament uh, to hang on the tree for your family, uh, you, can, uh, you can do that. Uh, so please uh, remember that. And also, we have, we're going to have uh, uh, refreshments, finger food kind of stuff uh, after that service. Uh, so that's, that's not next, uh, that's two weeks from, to, uh, from, from this evening. Uh, and so remember that to bring something for us all put together and share. And then there's a lot of other things that are coming up as well. Uh, also, the 26th of this month, when we have our, we take up our missions offering. Uh, the missions offering uh, for this month has been going to the Pentecostal Free Will Baptist Church missions. They do a special emphasis this time of year. They call it, they call it the Christmas blessing. You used to call it... Uh, 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 Happy birthday, Jesus. I, I want to do Operation Christmas Child. That was not us. Uh, happy birthday, Jesus offering. Uh, but they now call it Christmas Blessing. So that, and that goes to fun projects uh, in our missions area uh, around the world. So uh, on the 26th, that missions offering, everything we receive will go into uh, for, for, that, for that purpose with the Pentecostal Free Will Baptist Church. Uh, so remember that as well. Also, uh, we'll be distributing uh, food boxes for Thanksgiving next Sunday morning. Uh, and if there's, if there's someone that you know of, or even uh, we, we try to hold this in confidence, or if, if you need a, we don't already know your food insecurity, but if there's someone that needs, needs, needs some food, uh, just, just tell my wife or, or Lori Red or tell me, uh, and we will try to get that on the list. 
Uh, so, so we'll know how many boxes to prepare for. So if you, today, if you know of someone that you've not submitted their names, uh, we need to go ahead and take care of that and get that done. Okay, uh, so I think that's all the announcements uh, that we have. And again, we're so delighted to have you in the house of the Lord. Do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. Amen. You know what? He loves you too. Uh, he loves you even if you don't love him. He loves you, and that's a wonderful thing. I want to share with you a selection of some words from the Word uh, this morning. Uh, what I've selected is out of the book of Hebrews. We're going to be talking about the promises of God today. And so I've chosen this because it does speak of God's promises unto us. Hebrews chapter 6, beginning with verse 13 and reading following. He says, for example, of course, he's talking about some other things. He said, for example, there was God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no one greater to swear by, God took an oath in his own name saying, I will certainly bless you and I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Then Abraham waited patiently and he received what God had promised. Now when people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And without any question, that oath is binding. God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that they would never change their minds. So God has given them both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Jesus has already gone, there, uh, gone in there for us. And he has become our eternal high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Now, this is all talk about, you may, may not get all of that. It's all talk about a promise. It's a promise, a covenant that God made uh, with Abraham and then following others. God has made promises to his people. You know how many promises there are in the Bible, contained in the Bible? Now, it's been estimated. Anywhere from 3,300 is the lowest I've, I've heard, up to one man back eons ago. Took him over a year to figure all this out. That's before technology. As many as 8,810 promises are contained within the Bible. Now, there's a guy, a song we were about to sing. I told you we are going to sing all old stuff today. We're going to do Standing on the Promises. It's a great song. I love it. But sometimes when you, we know the, when you know the history of these songs, of why they were written, sometimes it gives a little different meaning to it. The individual who wrote this is a man by the name of Russell Carter. It was actually, it was published in a hymn book in 1886. That is pretty old. Now, Carter gave his life to the Lord when he was 15 years of age. And he, he committed his life to God. But when he was 30 years old, he was met with a life crisis. He has dedicated his heart to the Lord, but he was met with a crisis. 
he was diagnosed with a serious heart condition. A fellow colleague at a school where he taught wrote to him and encouraged him. And he made a statement after reading what this, what this lady had said to him. And he said, he knelt and he made a promise that healing or no, his life was finally and forever consecrated to the service of the Lord. Healing or no, I'm committed to God and whatever he did. And he wrote subsequently this song. Standing on the promises that cannot fail. When the howling storms of doubt and fear assail. Living by the living by the, by the living word of God, I shall prevail. Standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises I now can see. Perfect present cleansing in the blood for me. Standing in the liberty where Christ makes free. Standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises of Christ the Lord. Bound to him eternally by a love strong cord. Overcoming daily with the spirit sword. Standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises that cannot fail Listening every moment to the Spirit's call. Resting on my Savior as my all in all. Standing on the promises of God. This is the kind of faith this man craved for and he desired. Oh, by the way, as uh, Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story, he was actually healed from his heart disease. And lived 49 years more. He had some other issues. He had some other things that God did not address in his life. But God touched him. And so he concluded, whether God heals me or not, I'm committed to him. Let's all stand together. We're going to sing Russell's song, Russell Carter's song, Standing on the Promises of God.
promises of God, we walk in the victory of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Let's sing victory in Jesus.
Praise you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. That's, that's it. That's it. Amen. 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 They're just, they're just good old songs. Amen. Just good old songs. At this time, we want to we can go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, as, you, as you know, this weekend, we are celebrating uh, Veterans Day. Will we honor and we recognize our veterans? Uh, if you are a or if you are a veteran uh, that is with us today, would you find please standing up? Any veteran? I know WM's a veteran. Any veteran? Gary's a veteran. Amen. Let's give these man, men a great big hand. Amen. 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 And with that, for all of our veterans, we just want to give a tribute to you. And this is a, a prayer. For our veterans. Let's recognize all of our veterans around the globe. Thank you, Lord. And with that, we want to go to the time of intercessory prayer. And I believe this is probably one of the most important parts of our, of our service. It's not the only part, but it's an important part of our service when we pray for other people. And I think about singing these songs, standing on the promises of God, victory in Jesus. You know, one of the things the Lord has been impressing on me, I think sometimes we have lost this sense that our churches are supposed to be houses of God. I really think we've lost, lost a sense of that. That this, when we come together, it's not about this building. It's not about where we worship. But when we come together as representatives of the kingdom of God, then we are part of the house of God. And if a church is going to be the house of God, then there ought to be kingdom things happening within the church. 
right? You remember, I, I think I've used this, I've, I, I don't know what I used, I'm getting old, so I just, I, I'll call it senility. But you know, John the Baptist, at one point, he was arrested, waiting a certain execution. And some of the disciples of Jesus goes to him and talks with him, and he said, go back and ask Jesus, are you the one to come? Or is there another we're to be looking for? So even John, even though he knew John is having a moment of doubt, when he went and told Jesus what John wanted to know, he said, you go back and tell John what you have seen. The lame walk, the blind see, the deaf are raised to life, spirits are cast out. What Jesus was saying is, you're seeing kingdom things going on. And I believe today, those kingdom things are just as viable, just as important, just as relevant for this generation as it was for Jesus' generation. I believe when the body of Christ comes together, I, I really believe in my spirit, we need to see more of the kingdom things happening. People being brought into the fellowship through salvation. People that are sick being healed. The spirits, demon spirits being driven out by the power of Jesus Christ. Amen? I believe that. So this morning, we want to have intercessory prayer Let's, let's continue to pray for Billy Beasley. Uh, Billy needs a, he needs a touch from heaven. Uh, they, his, his treatments have not worked for him, and so his life is relatively short as far as doctors are concerned at this time. So let's, uh, let's pray for Billy and continue to remember he is at home now, and let's lift him up in our prayers. Uh, let's continue to pray for the peace of Israel. And for all that's going on in the Middle East right now, and let's lift these things up because, look, as we all know, what's going on there affects us right here. And I, as again, I, am, I don't claim to be a prophet. I don't have prophetic insight. I'm sure there is. I was just thinking about it this morning. I wonder how many prophets God is raising up right now in this time not to proclaim a new word from God, but to reaffirm what's already been established. I just believe prophets are going to be rising up and be making declaration. And also understand this, with the rising of all the prophets of God who are declaring His truth, they're going to be counterfeits. They're going to be counterfeit prophets. They're going to be rising up that are going to try to counter everything that God is trying to say in this world and to bring deception. So we need to be praying over this situation. In our country, all that's going on, all that are sick among us, all that need a touch of heaven. Mr. Ellis Harrell, he needs prayer this morning, and he's, he's, got, a, he, he's, he's got a list and good back. And um, Mr. Harrell, we're going to go to you. I'm not going to ask you to come up because it's difficult for him to um, uh, maneuver and to get about. But you know what? God, God can touch him right there, right? Amen. You don't, you don't have to come to the front. But if there's, there's we're going to start with him this morning. If there's others that would like to be prayed for, uh, we will certainly invite you.
Uh, I invite anyone who would like to join me, but let's uh, gather around uh, Mr. Uh, some know him as Ellis, some know him as Harold. I was introduced as to being Harold. Others talk about Ellis, and when I first heard, Ellis, Ellis, Sue, Ellis, Harold. I don't know Ellis, Harold. I know I, I, Ellis, uh, uh, and, uh, but uh, he's Ellis Harold Clifton. And uh, so, uh, so now, uh, that's the reason I'm calling him by both names. Whatever your name you know him by. Uh, God knows him, amen? God, God knows him. He's a man of faith, and he loves the Lord. If there's, if there's anyone... Again, that would uh, like to be prayed for after you pray for him. Uh, we'll meet you up here. Uh, if there's anyone that would like to join me as we come and we lay hands on uh, Mr. Harold this morning, I invite you to come and meet me here and let's pray over him. Amen. Heavenly Father, as we gather around this man of faith, Lord Jesus, you know, Lord, the plight of his body. You know how weak and frail his body has become. But Lord Jesus, just like uh, Russell Carter declared, whether you heal or no, Lord Jesus, he still trusts in you. He still believes in your power, my Lord and my God. So, Lord Jesus, as we lay hands upon him now, we lay hands upon him in faith in the name of Jesus Christ who reigns and rules forever and ever. And, Lord, who is able, Lord, to take, Lord, the frailty of his body. Father, Lord, I would, God, if it were up to me, I'd straighten out that backbone right now. I'd, Lord Jesus, they would never have to have another surgery. They'd never have to contemplate another surgery. But, God, Lord, whatever your decision is, whatever your will is, that is we accept. But, Lord Jesus, I believe that kingdom work can go on right here, right now, in this place. Power being released from heaven in Jesus' name. And, Lord Jesus, we ask it according to your will in heaven. And, Lord Jesus, according to our faith here on earth. And we believe in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, keep standing right there. Miss Molly, understand she's in the hospital. Uh, yeah. Oh, my, my, my. Take my hand. Father, Lord, we, we stand in, 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 in behalf of Lord Miss Molly McClam, another woman of faith, Lord Jesus. And Father, Lord, we pray, Lord, against that fluid that's gathering in her body. Lord Jesus, mm, Jesus I love this woman. She is such a fine woman, God, and such, a, such a, a brave woman. And I pray, God, with everything that is within me, that, Lord, that you will touch her, that you will strengthen her, that you will give her the help that she needs, give her the aid that she needs, give her the strength she needs, and her family, Lord. And I pray, God, she's been praying for these, her children. She's been praying for these sons, for their salvation. And, God, we pray with her, and, God, we believe with her. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, reach down in that hospital room. And, Lord, let touch of heaven this day. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and we ask it. Amen. And amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's, let's go Cynthia. I know Cynthia doesn't call attention to herself, but Cynthia's been having a lot of pain in her body too. And she's right on the back, that pew there. Let's go lay our hands on Cynthia. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, you are good, Lord. Lord Jesus, as we lay our hands, Lord, upon Cynthia Schoenfeld right now, God, we know that you have all power and all authority. Lord, we don't understand pain. We don't understand, Lord Jesus, Lord, the, 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 the degeneration of the body. But God, it happens, Lord. But my God, and I pray in your holy name, Lord, that you will help her, Lord Jesus. Lord, through this prayer, Lord Jesus, through whatever intervention, Lord, that you may have in store for her, that God, that by faith in Jesus Christ's name, but standing on the promises of God, our Savior, Lord Jesus, Lord, you are the God who heals and touch and bless, Lord Jesus, by your strength, by your power. And Lord Jesus, we will glorify your name. In Jesus' name, we ask for divine healing, for the alleviation of pain. Lord, in this body, oh God, you know the source of it, this rheumatoid arthritis. We speak against that in Jesus' name. God is faithful. God is good. God is gracious and God is kind. And God loves us. And he covers us with his blood. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Is there anyone else who needs prayer? We'll come to you. We'll, we'll, uh, that, that's, we're, 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 prayer, we're prayers on wheels. We, we're going to pray for Paul. Let's, let's get Paula, and then we're going to pray for Jimmy Dupree. So J Jimmy has been suffering in his body. Amen. Come on up here. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. We'll do a Tisha here. Y'all come up this way. Stand right there. Uh, we're going we're gonna to pray for Paula, and then through Peyton, we're going to pray for her grandmother, Jean Red. Okay. Oh, I'm going to pray for you first. Lord, touch Paul, Lord. Give her a blessing, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Glory <laughs> But this has come upon you is for his glory. Yeah, absolutely. It's all it about is, him. It is for his glory. His glory. 
And out of this, his glory is going to be revealed. And he also reminded me that by his stripes. (laughs) (laughs) We are healed in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, Lord, we lay our hands upon Peyton. Lord, we lift up Miss Jean Red before you, Lord, right now. Lord, you know, Lord, what the situation is with Miss Jean. You know, Lord, that she needs a touch from heaven. She needs a touch of grace. Lord, her family needs a touch of grace. Lord, there's, 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 there's situations need to be worked out. And Father, I pray in Jesus' holy name and by your strength and by your power and by your might that God, that you will, Lord, just reach down right now where she's at. Lord, she's asked you to save her. So, God, we, give, we just rejoice in that. And we ask, Lord Jesus, you'll give her strength. By the power of Jesus Christ, we ask this. In your holy name, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen, 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 amen. Now we're going to go to Jimmy. Let's say this is prayers on wheels. Thank you, Lord. God, you know the source of Jimmy's problem in his flesh. You know, Lord, why so much weight has dropped off in this man. Lord Jesus, you understand it, God. I don't understand it. I don't know it. I don't see it, God, but you do. And I ask, Lord Jesus, by your might and, Lord, by your power, that, God, that you will bring healing. Healing not only to his body, but healing to his mind, healing to his soul, healing to his spirit. God, just bring in complete and total healing, Lord, in your precious and your glorious name. God, you are faithful, Lord. You are faithful, Lord, to do all things. And, Lord, we will give praise, Lord, unto you. Your word is true. Your way is holy. Your life is righteousness. And your salvation is eternal. In Jesus' name, put a touch. Amen. 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 Is there anyone else who needs prayer this morning? Everybody good? Father, you know Lord, Billy you know Beasley. God. And you know yes, you too, Lord. You know Lord and God, Lord, we, we, we are trying to work with Billy, Lord Jesus. And I pray, God, that you will do something in Billy that would just, that the light bulb will come on, Lord, like it needs to come on, Lord Jesus. Lord, I, I'm, I'm concerned about his body, but I'm more concerned about his soul, Lord Jesus. I know he's prayed the sinner's prayer, but God, I think there needs to be a little bit more. There needs to be something else that God, and I just pray in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Touch his heart, Lord. Touch his spirit, God. Lord, just let him know. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Mm. 
truth in their life, God, and nothing else in this life matters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Just pour out a blessing, God. Pour out a blessing, Lord. Pour a blessing out on these children, God. These grandchildren, Lord. Pour out a blessing, Lord Jesus. Break the yokes of bondage, oh God, in Jesus' name. Break the yoke of bondage, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Can you stop and just give the Lord a little bit, a little bit of praise here? Just, just thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your blessings, God. God, do your work among us. Continue. Continue through the word, Lord Jesus, I pray. Confirming, Lord, your spirit among us. Ezra chapter 1, verse 1. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing, saying. Now you're probably wondering, why don't you finish that? If you're, those of you with us last week, you know that we, we went the same, same verse, we did the first two verses. I'm going to go back to that again today. I felt my spirit going back to this. There's something else here that we need to see. Last week we talked about being all stirred up. Today we're going to talk about the promise keeper. And in that, I want you to, I need to do again a little, little history lesson. So those of you that feel you're already lost, if you were not here with us last week, you say, well, I wasn't here last week, but I'm, I'm going to catch you up on what's going on. We find that Ezra was, a, was actually a prophet, but he was also one of the people that God used to lead the children of Israel out of, uh, after 70 years of Babylonian captivity, he used him among others and other prophets and other people to lead the children back. For you remember, there was a promise or there was a, a proclamation that was given through the prophet Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah prophesied right before the siege of Jerusalem and during the siege of Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. And he, when the Babylonian troops came in, they just razzed the city. They, they, they destroyed everything. They destroyed the temple. They destroyed the city. Uh, they just left in the ruins. And they took, they, they, they took the cream of the crop of the people out and they uh, transported them to the, uh, uh, to the country and surrounded uh, areas of Babylon. And there they stayed for 70 years. And it really was through Jeremiah that God, uh, that God foretold that this captivity would be a long captivity. Now, now the, the Jewish leaders didn't believe that. The Jewish leaders, they, they were just absolutely, they were blind, they were dumb, they were stupid, they were ignorant, they would not listen. 
This will never happen. This will never happen. Even while Nebuchadnezzar is knocking on the door, even while the troops are coming in, this will never happen. God will never let this happen. They had, they had failed to understand that this was happening because of their disobedience. This was, this, this was not happening because they were doing good. It was happening because God had warned them again and again and again and again and again. And so this siege of, was a dark, miserable, ungodly time from, from their vantage point. And he, again, he tried to tell the people, but they would not listen. But we find throughout all of this, there, there, there are rays of hope, and that, that, that's the good thing. There's rays of hope in all of this. And God promised a restoration. And that's the wonderful thing. When I read the Word of God, even the Old Testament, all the stuff, all the, the gore and blood and all that stuff in the Old Testament, and all, through, all the way through the New Testament, from the first in the beginning to the last amen, there is promise of God's restoring. I will restore. I will bring back. I will set everything that's wrong. I will make it right. And so God, he promised three restorations that were going to take place. First of all, he promised that he would restore them to himself. He would restore them to himself because they had given themselves to idolatrous worship. The second thing he promised to restore, he said he would restore the temple, which was a promise that God would restore the worship, the pure worship of the nation of Israel. And then God promised that he would restore the city of Jerusalem, which is a symbol of a restoration of the nation of Israel. So God is going to restore. And you may say, you may be thinking, well, that's, that's all nice and, and good, but what does all that history have to do with us? I am so glad you asked because I'm just chomping a bit to tell you what this has to do with all of us and what this, what this means. When I reread this verse again, there was a thought that bursted, that just pierced in my heart, that God is a promise keeper. What God promised, God will do. And again, this is a theme that runs throughout all of the scriptures. And so this morning, I want to consider some thoughts about the promises of God. This is not an exegesis. This is not a, uh, it's a biblical sermon because there's a lot of scripture in it. Uh, but it is not one of those, I'm going to stay in that particular, I'm not going to stay in Ezra. We're going to go all over the scriptures this morning. First of all, God is a faithful promise keeper, as I already stated. Numbers chapter 23 and verse 19 states, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has, has he said, and he will not do, or has he spoken, and he will not make it good. God, whatever God says, God is going to do. Second thing we find about the promises of God is God promises continue from generation to generation. It goes on through whole spans of humanity. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, beginning with verse 3, Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord your God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord, He is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And then in chapter 7 and verse 9 of Deuteronomy, 
Deuteronomy. Therefore, know that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant. Covenant is a promise that God makes with His people. And mercy for a thousand generations to those who love Him and keep His commandments. See, so God blesses us from generation to generation. If you, if you believe in this thing called generational curses, and I, 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 have, my, I have my doubts about some of those things, the way it's presented. But let me tell you, if there's a, such a thing as a generational curse, there's also such a thing as a generational blessing. That God, from generation to generation to generation, His promises never run out. They never run die. They're always here. Because God's promises never fail. In the book of Joshua, we find when Joshua's come to the end of his life and the end of his ministry and the end of his calling, as he's gathered the people back to the place called Shechem, the place of their beginning, he said to them, Behold this day, I am going the way of all the earth. In other words, he says, I'm going to die. And you know in all of your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All have come to pass. Not, not one word of them has failed. Therefore it shall come to pass that all the good things have come upon you which the Lord your God has promised you. So the Lord will bring upon you all the harmful things. Now here, this is a great passage of Scripture because it not only shows that God will send His blessings upon His promise when there's obedience, but He also shows what will happen when there is disobedience to the promise of God. He said, until he has destroyed you from the good land which the Lord your God has given you. When you have trespassed the covenant of the Lord your God which he commanded you and have gone and served other gods and bowed down to them, then the anger of the Lord will burn against you and you shall perish quickly from the good land which he has given you. And you think when we start this, when we started in Ezra, they were coming back into the promised land. Here they were going into the promised land. And Joshua recognized that they were going to be given to idolatry. And God said, and Joshua said, God will punish you for those things. And then when you feel like God's promises have failed, remember, look what the Lord has done. Sometimes don't you feel like God's failed you? Feel like God didn't answer the prayer like you wanted it prayed? You didn't get what you thought you needed? Well, in Psalm 77, verses 1 through 15, I know it's a long reading, but, but, it, but it's, it's, it's good. He said, Psalm said, I cried out to God with my voice, to God with my voice, and He gave ear to me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained. Hmm. I complained. And my spirit was overwhelmed. You hold my eyelids open. And as he says, I can't sleep, Lord. And I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old. The years of ancient times, I call to remembrance my song in the night. I meditate with my heart, and my spirit makes diligent search. 
Will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Has his mercy ceased forever? Has his promise failed ever forevermore? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his uh, tender mercies? You know, sometimes we get in those kind of situations. We feel like that God cannot be found anywhere. God is nowhere. God is not touching me. God, what, what's happening? Where is God when you need him? And then the psalmist said, and I said, this is my anguish, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will also meditate on all your works. I will talk of your deeds. Your way, O oh God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great as God our God? You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the people. You have, uh, you have with your arm redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. See, he stopped and began to remember Look what the Lord has done. Look what he's done among us. It's not where he is right now. It's not where I'm at right now. But think about what God has done. And God did it then. You know what? God can do it now. If God showed up then, God can show up now. If God showed up in that world, God can show up in this world. If God showed up in the 18th century, God can show up in the 20th century. If God showed up in the 1st century, God can show up in the 21st century. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, when you feel like God's, uh, 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 when God has the power, this next thing, God has the power to fulfill His promises. You see, have you ever made a promise you couldn't keep? All of us have. Now, let me tell you, you know, you know why we can't keep promises? Because we're human. That, that, that's one thing. We're human. But one of the reasons we can't keep promises, because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right? I don't know what's going to change. But God's not so. God knows yesterday... God knows today, and God's already got tomorrow in his hand. Hallelujah. So see, God sees it all. God knows it all. So therefore, he has the power to fulfill his promise. I like what Paul says in the Roman church, chapter 4, beginning of verse 19. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old. He's talking about Abraham. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for ours. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. God made a promise to Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. And you know how many children he ever saw born? One child of promise. That was it. Now, there was others, but there was only one child of promise. That's all he ever saw. 
He never saw what today, what you're seeing today. The Israelites today, uh, there in Jerusalem today and around the world, all of these are descendants of Abraham. They all come from one man and the promise of God. That's the reason in Israel, there's always going to be somebody fighting Israel. There's always somebody going to be standing against Israel. There's always going to be somebody that wants to take the land of Israel because God made a promise unto them. And where Israel is planted right now, Jerusalem belongs unto them because their father David, their their ancestor David, their king David, he established Jerusalem as the city of God. And so we find that no matter what, no matter what, and I'm telling you, I, well, I'm, well, I'm with Israel. I'm with Israel 100%. And I would say to Israel, not that they're going to listen to me, but I would say to Israel, don't you give up one square inch of land. Don't you move one boundary. Don't you move out of your place because that is God's promise unto you. And there's a lot more. You know, Gaza belongs to Israel. The West Bank belongs to Israel. The East Bank belongs to Israel. Did you realize that Northern Africa belongs unto Israel? All of these places belong unto Israel because God made a promise unto them. Iraq, Iran, Turkey, all of this land mass belongs to Israel. And one day they're going to claim it as their own. Amen. God has the power. But all the promises of God are ultimately fulfilled in Jesus Christ. We talk about all the Old Testament stuff, Abraham and uh, Jeremiah and Ezra and Daniel and all these others. You see, in Jesus Christ, everything they saw, everything they prophesied was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And so we find in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verses uh, 8, uh, uh, 20 through 22. For all the promises of God are in him, yes, and in him, amen. To the glory of God through us. Now he who established us with you in Christ and has anointed us in God, who has also sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. The promises of God should be a motivation to live a holy life. Holiness, now I know, I know you hear me thunder this all the time. Holiness is a requirement of God. It's not, a, it's not just a, a wish to or I would like for you to to or, you know, it'd be nice if you would live holy. God demands holiness of his people. In 2 Corinthians, again, chapter 7, verse 1, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting the holiness in the, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Failure to wait on the promises of God will lead to a forfeiture of God's blessings. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 1, Therefore, since a promise remains to enter his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. And then in chapter 10, verse 23, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope, hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Hebrews chapter 10, starting with verse 35, 5, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have a need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise for, a little, for yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving 
of the soul. I think if there's any message that the church, that the body of Christ, that those that are, that are children of God need to hear in this generation is don't let go. Hold on. Don't quit. Now is not the time to slack up. Now's the time to pick up. Now's the time to get up. Now's the time to pray up. Now's the time to praise up. Now's the time to sing up. Now's the time to glorify God up. Now's the time to do what God has called us to do. Now is not the time to draw away. Now is the time to draw near into the presence of God. God's promise to save is still in effect today. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He ain't going anywhere. His power to save is just as real today as it's always been. Peter in his second letter said, in chapter 3, verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but his long suffering to us were not the willing that any should perish, but that all, all should come to repentance. And God's ultimate promise is the gift of eternal life found only in Jesus Christ our Lord. All the promises of God, in my opinion, and who am I? But in my opinion, all the promises of God comes down to this one thing. He has promised to us eternal life. John, in his first letter, chapter 2, verse 25, says, And this is the promise that he has promised us, eternal life. Now, this is what I believe the Holy Spirit wants you to hear from all of this. Now, I know I've given you a lot of scriptures. I've given you a lot of promises or about what the promises of God. But the promise of God is unchanging. The promise of God does not change. We change our minds. I was going to, but I, 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 I don't think I can do it. I would, but, <laughs> how many times have you ever heard that or used that one? I would, but, oh, how about this one? Oh, God, y'all going to crucify me. Most of us stood before a preacher or a magistrate or made a promise. For richer, for poor, for sickness and health, to love and to cherish until oh well, things change. Now look, I know a lot of you in here are divorced, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm not bringing judgment. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. What I want. What I'm trying to say is. We all make promises that we can't keep. We all make promises we can't keep. For those of you who don't know, when I come down, this is important. You need to hear it. We make promises we can't keep. But God never never makes a promise 
settled. It's set. It's done. The only thing standing between you and the promise of God is you. That's the only thing standing between you and the promise of God is you. God made a promise. He made many promises. And now he's just waiting on you. He made a promise to save you. So what's holding you back? He made a promise to help you. holding you back. He made a promise to guide you. Why do you keep on making the same old foolish mistakes? Ever thought about that? We keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. God promised he would help you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So why do we get so frightened? God's Praise him for a moment. As they're coming. <clears throat> just I want you to just think about. Think about you. Think about what you've committed to God. If God is who he says he is, and he is. Now, that doesn't mean God's going to do everything you want. Right? Thank God. <laughs> Absolutely, Angela. Thank God he does not do everything I want. You're talking about being in deep trouble. He did everything I asked him to do. But if I ask according to his will, if I ask according to his will, Will. He's got a promise. God will do what he says he will. Just like Russell Carter said, whether he heals or not, I will. God never promised me a rosy patch. God never promised me a cloudless day. God never promised me a life free from problems and toils and suffering and chaos. 
to repent. He would save me. He would keep me. And one day he'll take me. <laughs> I'm at the take stage now. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where you're at. I'm, I'm at the take stage now. I'm just waiting for him to take me. And I mean that seriously. I'm ready for him to take me. We're going to sing a beautiful, another beautiful old song. It's been around for a long time. When I survey, when I look at that cross of Jesus Christ, I look at all that means. See, that wooden thing right there has no power in it, right? But what it reminds me of, it reminds me of the promise of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's his promise. Stand with. As we sing this, as always, this altar is open. If you need to come, seeking direction, you just need to come and pray or give Him thanks or whatever, whatever it may be. Maybe you need salvation. Maybe you're not giving your heart to the Lord. Today's a good day to take care of that. Whether you're in this sanctuary or you're or listening in your living room or bedroom or outside building or in your car. Today be a good day. Say, Lord, I take your promise to save me and give me a brand new life. When I survey. <clears throat>
demands our all. And I pray, Lord Jesus, over all of us, that God, we will give our all unto you. Lord, you promised, and we accept. You give and we take. And so, God, help us to be obedient. Even when we fall, God, you made the promise to pick us up. Even when we disappoint you, God, you promise never to let us go. You promise, Lord. You promised us eternal life. And as you said to your disciples on that fateful night of your own crucifixion, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. And I go to prepare for your place. And if I go and prepare for your place, I will come again to receive you to myself. That where I am, there you shall be also. The way you know. The way you know. You know the way. It's Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, may the kingdom of the living God, through your power and your might, Lord, reside in us. May the power, Lord, of your love drive us. May the grace and your mercy sustain us. May your strength be ours. May your word enlighten us. And may your hope embolden us. Thank you, Lord, for your gracious promises and for being a promise keeper. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of the day in the Lord.